Again, Rebel Thoughts. It's been a while, but I'm back at you one more time, Brandon B. And I'm here with a I'm here with a special guest this time. I'm here with Joe Maposa, a professional boxer. Joe, where are you from, man? How you doing, Brandon? Um, I'm from the UK. I'm from a, oh, well. a, a small small town called Middlesbrough in the northeast of England. Okay. How you been? I've been good. I've been good. Um, just trying to keep. Trying to stay busy, trying to stay active with the whole lockdown at the moment. Obviously, the whole coronavirus situation is going on all over the world. So, we're just trying right. to stay active, man. Trying to stay positive. How, 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 how about yourself? Hey, same here, man. Same here. I mean, with this corona, you know, like you said, everything's uh, been locked down. Everything's been shut down. So, uh, you know, I'm one of those people, man, to just, I love to, you know, to, to be active. I love to go running. I love to go, you know, I go to the gym. And so, I've had to you know, get get uh, get more weights in the house and whatnot to try to compensate and try to stay in shape. But as a fighter, how have you been able to still stay in shape and still uh, perfect that craft of yours with this lockdown going on? Yeah, so it's been it's been difficult, I'd say definitely, um, because obviously we don't have anything sort of to to sort of train towards at the moment. There's no date <laughs> for a contest. You know, you don't know when exactly you'll be. You'll be out next. Um, you're just more or less just all about just keeping your general fitness up. Like you said there, um, I'll go for it. Like this morning, I've been for a five-mile run. Um, I'll sometimes go cycling. Um, I'll do some bodyweight circuits at home. Um, I've got a punch bag there in the back garden that uh, someone's someone's kindly borrowed me. So it's just all about just, just, just staying active and, you know, just trying to keep your mentality right that, things eventually, they, they will change. You know, things will eventually go back to what they were and it's time to get back to work then, man. Exactly. I'm with you on that. I think, I mean, that's all we can do at, the, at this moment right now. I mean, because a lot of this is just completely out of our control. So we just got to do the best we can. Uh, what got you into, into the sport of boxing? Because this is, this is my passion. So I, I, I love talking to a professional fighter. What got you into it? <laughs> yeah, so for myself, it was more, um, I was always just, fit and active um, as a young child I always played loads of sports I played um, football like um, the UK football like soccer to you guys should I say um, yeah we, we, I used to play cricket um, I used to do a lot of athletics like long distance running but then I think when I was around the age of 13 that's when I thought you know what let me try going to a, a boxercise class you know just for general fitness right just, just, just to, just to work out, really. Not, not really to compete or anything. It was more just to get my fitness up on the, the with the boxing, and from there I just fell in love with the game. You know, I fell in love with, with the technique, with throwing punches, with moving on my feet in the in the correct stance, and I, I just never looked back. From the age of thirteen, I, I really enjoyed the sport, and uh, mm. I just stuck to it, man. So were you a fan of the, of the sport before you got into it, or was it one of those things where you just like you say you, you picked it up and became more of a competitor or, or were you always a fan of it no nah, no nah, i wasn't i wasn't always a big fan um so me me and my family we used to live in in um, zimbabwe i actually moved moved mm-hmm. to the uk i moved to the uk when i was about 7 or 8 years old but i, I was actually born in um in uh, zimbabwe in in africa a small town okay. called Bedbridge. so um when I was back home in Africa, uh, my parents used to watch all the big fights, like uh, the the Tyson fights and stuff like mm. that. So, oh man, I, 
Yeah. I've been watching those guys in the background, but I wasn't really paying much attention, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't paying much attention back then. But I don't know, maybe subconsciously I was picking up little things. I, I don't know. But then um, when when I got to that the age of around 13 years old, that's when that's when I really got into the sport and I started watching all the American fighters and just started watching all the even all the, the British Olympic guys and then right. I just fell in love with the game from then man. Okay. So when you first started fighting, um who was who was at the top of the other sport at that time? Who was uh some of the guys that you started looking at and like, okay, I'm gonna try to emulate and try to study this guy's uh technique a little bit. Yeah, so it was for for me. I I was I started watching guys like like the Floyd Mayweather's. Um, mm-hmm. in, in the UK, there was people like um, um, Amir Khan who was doing really well in the amateurs. Okay. Yeah. So I used mm-hmm. to watch him a lot. Um, I used to watch guys like Joe Calzaghi as well. Re- really good fighter. Very underrated. Very underrated, I think. Definitely, definitely, he's a good fighter. I'm just reading his book at the moment, actually. And uh, that, mm. that that's very interesting as well, just to to get an insight to to his life and his story. Um, I used to love the guys like Roy Jones Jr. as well. I used to love watching yep. old tapes of um, Roy Jones Jr. But I I, I really like the guys with good hand speed, good reactions. Yeah, and I think that's what really attracted me to the sport. You know how quick they could throw the punches and and move and then throw again. So that, that's mm. what what that's what made me sort of fall in love with the game. But I think the first fighter I really started studying and I started watching was um, uh, B-Hop, Bernard Hopkins. Mm, the executioner, yeah, okay. the executioner. Um, then he was called, was it the alien? After, after... The alien, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the alien as he got older. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that guy was, he was a genius in the ring, man. He's very crafty. You know, when you watch, oh my gosh. <laughs> when you watch some of his fights, man, he's, he's very crafty, very, very clever with how he moved and he just navigated the fighters around the ring. He was he was a really good guy to watch, man. Um, I don't know about, right. what about yourself. Um, who's your sort of um, idols in a way? Okay, so when I, man, when I was coming up, <clears throat> I would say as young as I can remember, was it was Tyson, but I barely understood the sport. I was about five, you know, four and five years old because uh, Tyson, he had just got out of prison and he's fighting – Holyfield, he's you know, so he just came, he just came out. So I'm barely understanding, kind of like yourself, how you said that, you know, your parents are ordering the fights, and you're barely, you like you said, you're really not. I mean, I was watching it, but I did not fully understand what was going on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the first time I would say that I started studying the guy's uh, technique, I started trying to shadow box and trying to look like that guy was Roy Jones. Right. Uh, for me, man, Roy Jones was like super, like a Superman. He was just like a superhero yeah, uh, yeah. for me coming up. And I think, you know, as, as that transitioned, it went from uh, Roy and, it, you know, Floyd, B-Hop and all those guys. And I started understanding the sport in terms of heavyweights, light heavyweights, welterweights. And I started looking at everyone else, lightweights as well. Uh, but, man, there, there's a and, – and, you know, now that I'm older – in terms of just, I mean, I always go on a, a binge of certain fighters. Certain fighters I always just throughout the years, or so I say once, every, you know, once a year, I probably just go on a binge, like look up James Tony highlights or fights, uh, but uh, Pernell Whitaker, guys like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe Kazaki. <laughs> it's actually funny, man. You mentioned uh, Joe Kazaki. So the first time <laughs> I'd ever heard of him, of him over here from the States, man, uh, 
Joe was about to fight a guy by the name of Jeff Lacey. Yeah, yeah, Jeff, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was a big Jeff Lacey fan. And I'd never I'd never heard of uh Joe Kazak, amazing, yeah. to be honest with you. And uh so I'm like, oh man, Jeff's about to knock this dude out. He's undefeated. He he, he don't want to, you know, man, I couldn't <laughs> be further from the truth, man. <laughs> I'll fight, my mom. Man, that I mean, when I—that's when, I, like I said, that's when I first heard of Jeff. Uh, no, not Jeff, but Joe Kazagi. And then from that point, I started studying him as well, yeah. and I started, you know, looking it up. And I was like, oh my gosh! So this wasn't really an upset. I thought it was an upset at the time. It really wasn't. He—he should have, you know, we should have expected him to win. Yeah, I think a yeah. lot of a lot of people in the states expected Jeff to win. I think uh, a lot of it, I think, partly is is about the physique of boxing. And I think that kind of leads into another question. Uh, what do you think about that in terms of – we see, for example, like right now the top guy in the heavyweight division wouldn't have a physique that we would say is the ideal physique, but he's the man right now, and that's Tyson Fury. What do you think about uh, having a certain physique in boxing or, you know, having a certain type of uh, physical stature? What do you th- how do you think that plays into a fighter's presence? Yeah, so I think – with, with, with the physique, I think it all just depends, really, to be honest. If if a fighter is naturally gifted and they can fight, I think it doesn't really matter how, how they look or if, if, they, if, they, if they have big muscles, a six-pack, or if they're sort of like a, like a, a, like a big build, like the <clears throat> likes of um, Andy Ruiz Jr. Like when, you look at, mm. look at, when you look at that first fight with um, Anthony Joshua, like Ruiz was right. just that. That's just his natural body shape, you know. It doesn't mean just because you might look a bit a bit flabby, a bit on the heavy side, it doesn't mean you can't fight, you know. I think it's more or less what's what's inside, really. But then, um, then again, right. on the on the other side of the argument, um, like when we look back in the history, you know, the good fighters like the the Mayweathers and the Roy Jones Juniors, Lennox Lewis, right. they all had good physiques, good good muscle build, you know. So mm-hmm. I think you just got you just got to have it within you inside. I think that's that's mm-hmm. the main thing because if you can fight, right. if you can fight, you can fight. You know what I mean? And it doesn't matter how you look on the outside. But as when you get in that ring, it's just just two men going for it, and the one who wants it the most, they'll win, man. Like look at Tyson Fury, Dion um, Wilder. So it's whoever right. wants wants to win the most will always come through, I believe. Mm, okay, and so there, man, there was a good conversation, man, that we had. Uh, we were having on LinkedIn uh, in the comment section about uh, about Roy Jones. Where, where, where's your stance on him in terms of just how good he was as a fighter? I think Joy, Roy Jones Jr. has to go down definitely as as one of the best. I'd say. Um, at least definitely uh, top 10 not only because of his skills but he was able to go through I think was it three or four weight categories he, he, he went from uh, he went from middleweight to heavyweight yeah he started at junior middleweight but he didn't win a title yeah. there he uh, but he won titles from 160 to heavyweight yeah so that's that's incredible man so when you when you look at the stats you have to put him down as as, as one of the best definitely. Right. I agree with that. I think, you know, I think a, a lot of people, I think because, you know, obviously we know how Roy's uh, career would continue to go. We kind of lose sight of just how good he was. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was unbelievable. And, you know, and I can see, man, I can see like some of your influences in terms of uh, 
in terms of your fighting style. Your hand speed is amazing. I tell you that. No, um, kind of reminds me of like a like a um, like a Gary Russell to an extent. Yeah, yeah. And, a good, uh, good fight. And, and that hand, his hand speed is amazing. And uh, so, in terms of uh, your style, how would you how would you say your style is in, in terms of like when you go out there? Is it a is it a fight by fight type of a situation, or do you have a certain game plan that you typically try to operate on? Yeah. So with myself, I think obviously. Um, being a, a flyweight or super flyweight boxer, um, we, right. we naturally we don't carry as much pop or power um, as obviously the the middleweights and the heavyweights. So for me, it's mm-hmm. always to go out there and win win each round convincingly. You know, um, hit hit my opponent and <clears throat> and not get hit. You know, make sure uh, I I get those those um, points in. But then obviously as as I go up the ladders and I start doing more championship fights, going to the ten round contests or the twelve round contests, I think I will definitely start to get the guys out of there. Once I start to sit down on my shots and um, really wear them out, I believe that I'll be I'll be taking the guys out definitely. Okay, and what do you think about punching power? Because I've heard a lot of guys, man, from Customato to Teddy Atlas to you know just different guys talking about. Uh, punching power in terms of how do you do you do you think punches are born or do you think they're they're created in the sense that that it's you know it's uh, cultivated throughout a career or you know a training camp or whatnot do you feel like it's something that you just have naturally or is it something that you can genuinely work on you um, it is a weird one it is a weird one definitely but I do think um, most punches there they're born like that naturally you know where, like the likes of Golovkin when when they hit you, you just, you, you know what I mean? Your senses are gone. So for me, I think mm-hmm. the natural punches, they, they have it from day one, basically. Um, mm-hmm. Can you work on it to, to a certain extent? Yes, I do believe so. Um, obviously, the new types of training that are, are coming in now with the strength and conditioning. Um, like I've got a coach, um, Andrew Burton, who lives over here as well. Um, we're always working on being more explosive, um, you know, and just generating that that good good power, you know, um, as the as the rounds go further on. So I think you you can work to it to a certain extent, but the real punches like like the Tysons, I think that's more natural ability that they've just been born with. Right. It's it, I tell you one thing. It's a very fascinating concept because you see, for example, like you'll see a lot of guys hit the weights, and they're you know they're you know they start curling more. They start benching more. They start shoulder pressing more. And, you know, I mean, dramatic increases in their strength in terms of what they can lift and oftentimes see no change in their punching power. You know, so it's and, you know, out and it's so it's always been a weird thing to me in terms of that, because it's it's not a physique thing. As we we're talking about earlier, it's not always a physique thing. We see, for example, like a guy like a like a Trinidad, Tito yeah, Trinidad. Yeah didn't really have the most defined arms, but he's one of the most devastating punchers, you know, probably in the history of boxing pound Definitely. for pound. And then we see a guy, we see a guy like a uh, Tim Bradley, you know, who's yeah, ripped, yeah. shredded out, you know, just, and not really, you know, doesn't have like a ton of pop, you know, obviously can hurt. I mean, punches hurt regardless of, you know, who it is, but doesn't really have a lot of pop on it. Um, but in terms of where do you see yourself, man, in terms of in this sport of boxing, uh, how far do you want to go with this? Um, like, obviously, you're – are you 8-0? Um, I'm 10-0 now. 10-0. Yeah. 10-0? Yeah, 10 okay, and oh, okay. I'm sorry. Oh, got to correct me. Beastin', man. Beastin'. Uh, 
Yeah, how far do you man, how, like what like in terms of the, uh, the, the divisions? How high do you feel like you you want to go? See, yes. So for myself, I, I, I've always aimed aimed for the for the top top of the top of the game. Should I say? Um, I definitely want to to be a world champion. I think for any aspiring professional boxer, um, that's what you have to aim for. To be honest, um, we're not in this game just to you know just to be average or. Or just 100%. to get halfway, you have to give your all, man. You have to give your all, and you have to back yourself. Um, if you do it right, if you do it correctly, dedicate yourself to the sport, you know, and don't cheat. Um, you you can make it, man. You can make it definitely. Um, it definitely won't be easy. And nothing good is ever easy. Nothing good ever comes easy. Um, there may be bumps in the road, but I truly believe if I can dedicate myself to the sport, knuckle down. I can be a world champion, um, flyweight, super flyweight, thereabouts. Um, I can definitely get to the top of the game. Okay, I I definitely hope you do get there, brother. Because do you do you ever do you plan on having any fights in the in the US? I, I I'd love to travel to the US. Definitely, I'd love to travel to the US. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, once things things get moving again, who knows? Who knows? Um, we might we might get a a call for a title fight over the, in the US. You know, there's that connection yeah. now with um, the, the the UK fighters and Matchroom and even BT Sport. You know, Tyson Fury going over there. Yeah. Who, know, who knows? In the mm-hmm. next couple of years, you know, th- these things might start happening where the US fighters come over here and we go over there. So fingers crossed, man. Right. I tell you one thing. I think you know the sport is getting so, really, the world rather has become so united. You know, people. It used to be, I would say, in terms of America, the way people would perceive it. I'm not sure how it works in the UK, but the way people would perceive fighters from the UK, or not even the UK, but just fighters from overseas, period. A lot of times they would kind of discredit them until they came here. And I think now with boxing getting so, to me, boxing is bigger in the UK than it is in America. Far bigger. It's, it's probably not even close. I mean, you see guys like uh, Anthony Joshua. Yeah. Uh, selling out stadiums. Yeah. It's crazy, <laughs> you isn't know, it? selling out stadiums. <laughs> it's man. crazy, man. You know, so it's crazy. It's just crazy just to see them selling out, you know, a freaking stadium. And um, and it doesn't really matter. Like over here, I, I would say, you know, Floyd could probably do it. He could sell out a uh, a stadium if you, you know, depending on if he if he really wanted to, but he's not going to. He wants to do the yeah, casino yeah. thing. Um, but uh, what are some? Who are some of those best fighters, man? Uh, that you not the best fighters, best fights. I'm sorry that you've seen coming up. Um, so for myself, the the best fights I'd say I've seen coming up. Um, I really like the um, Jose Luis Castillo. Um, yeah, Jose Luis um, Castillo. Who, who did he fight again? Um, this Diego, Diego Corrales. Diego Corrales. Yeah, yeah, rest in peace, um, yeah. Diego Corrales. I yeah. really, I really like that fight. Just. Just how we how we come back, you know, to do it um, mm. after after being knocked oh, down. Man. All, all heart, <laughs> all heart, man, all heart. Um, I think was it three times, possibly or twice or three times. They fought. Yeah, they fought yeah. twice. They fought yeah, twice. I really lo- love that fight. Um, the Floyd Mayweather versus uh, Ricky Hatton fight. I love. I've seen that fight yeah. at least forty times. Yeah, it's, it's... <laughs> That's when I learned. I remember when I was a kid. I was probably about fifteen. And that's when I first heard the term check, check hook. hook. Yeah, yeah. I'd never heard of it before. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd seen it. I'd even done it, but didn't know yeah, that's what yeah. it was called. I just, you know. And so I heard that and I was like, oh, a check hook. So that's, I think that's yeah. the first time I, myself, I've seen it myself, to be honest, the check hook. 
and, mm, right. and I was just I was just amazed at how Floyd could maneuver like that, you know. And um, he, he's mm. a really good fighter, man. Another one, um, Joe Calzaghe, Jeff Lacey. That's 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 one of my mm. uh, favorite fights as well. But I could I could I could go mm. on and on and on, man. But um, yeah, I, right. I don't I just like the the really good skilled fighters. Um, Same here. You know, that can. Like I was saying there, that can that can punch and move well, you know that 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 have mm. have a bit of power in there as well. But the speed was what always attracted me to the sport. I think. Right. I mean, like exactly. I mean, when I think of the, some of the fighters, man, I used to always like when I shadow boxed, I would always you know envision who I was, like you know, like whether it's uh, I guess kind of like your imagination as a kid. I would always envision, like I said, me, you know, me being like a Roy, uh, like a, a Winky Wright, you know, for everyone who doesn't, I mean, Winky Wright's one of the best fighters yeah, of all time. Yeah, good fighter, very good fighter. Uh, that 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 jab, you know, that high guard, and a lot of people don't even know in, in terms of boxing just how much stamina it requires to just keep your yeah, hands yeah. up for twelve rounds. And this guy would keep his hands up <laughs> nonsense. You know, I mean, never would they go down. Never yeah, would they good go high down. High guard, didn't he? And I always thought, yeah, yeah, kept it. <laughs> Kept it, you know, similar. It's kind of like a peekaboo yeah. style, you know, kind of a peekaboo style, but just kept that, you know, kept that guard up and never, I mean, the jab pumping ones and twos. And when he was younger, he had a lot of foot speed too. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think, I mean, in terms of like you talking about Floyd and Ricky Hatton, that was such a good fight. I remember watching yeah, that live. Yeah, same, same here. Uh, and, and, and just being so excited for the fight, man. And, you know, seeing how and Ricky was bringing it to Floyd was, you know, early was, on. Man. And I think, and just Floyd just he answered yeah. the call. I think he, he could always adapt well, couldn't he? Um, Mayweather, as as the fight he could um, went on, he he could read fighters and he could just settle down into his sort of his own rhythm and and that was it, man. Once he's in his rhythm and it's you know what I mean it's his it's his game then. Yeah, yeah. I think and I think that's what it is. I think in terms of boxing, it's 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 definitely a thinking man's game. It's like chess. It's not though it yeah. is very violent. You got to be very smart. That you got to be smart. That brain. You cannot. You can't just think because oh, I'm angry. I'm about to start dominating. That That's doesn't it. mean anything. That's it. You know, doesn't always doesn't always mean you know something. At what point uh, in the sport, like what, what what is one of your tougher fights that you feel like kind of gave you you know even more confidence maybe that you know than you had beforehand? What are some um, of the tough fights? I had a fight in the in the in 2012 um, senior ABA finals. So over here, it's like the the national national uh, amateur competition. So the senior okay. ABA finals. I bo- like Golden Gloves. Yeah, over here. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's correct. Okay. Yeah, um, I boxed a guy from from the London area um, called Reese Bellotti. I don't know if you know this guy actually. Um, he's a former former British yeah. champion, I think. Former Commonwealth, possibly. Okay. Um, he's a featherweight now, but um, that was my, okay. my first year in the senior championships. Um, I got to the finals, and obviously for me, I think I was only eighteen at the time. I just turned eighteen, so I was still still young in the game, man. Still still developing, still maturing. But um, mm. he he was a lot older. He was a fully fully grown man. You know, he had all his strength with him, and. You know, I, I lost the fight on a close uh, majority decision, but that that was a tough fight, man. That was a tough fight. I could feel the physical strength of 
of the guy, you know, from round one. He was pushing me back, hitting me with hooks, mm-hmm. like round, round the guard, catching me with sneaky shots. And yeah, he had a really good pro style. And um, I could mm. I could tell from, from that day, if, if I can stand in there with this guy for three rounds and, and give it back like he's giving it to me, you know, I'm, I mm. think the, the pro game will suit me and I'll be able to do do well in the sport. And that's when right. I started looking ahead in, into the future and thinking one day I'll definitely attend professional. Okay. And, and man, you, you brought up a good point because a lot of times we, we talk about that in the sport and talk in terms of a pro style versus an amateur style. Because a lot of people would, would say that uh, a guy like Lomachenko, for example, had to adapt a little bit, change his style. Because he was a long time right. amateur, very, you know, he was an amateur for a long time. And so, what do you feel like are some of the differences between being a pro style and an amateur fighter? Because you look at a guy, like Tyson, I mean, he was a great amateur, but he wasn't an all-time yeah. great amateur. But he obviously became an all-time great pro. So what are some of the differences you feel like between yeah, pro and amateur? Yeah, so I think it's definitely the, the pro game. It's, 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 for the, it's for the long run. You know, you're doing, instead of the three rounds, three minutes, it's more the 12 rounds or 10-round or contest. So you have to have that, that stamina mm-hmm. um, to, to go the full distance if you have to. You know, um, you have to have that that inner strength to to sort of hold hold guys off. You know, um, I, I remember when I first turned professional, um, I was I was boxing obviously guys at at lower level in the pro game, but they they had good physical strength and they were able to sort of maneuver me to um, around the ring, um, at times. Whereas I, I could tell it's because I wasn't sort of I didn't have my 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 proper strength yet, my man strength. So I think that 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 plays a big part mm-hmm. definitely um in the pro game the the strength side um compared to the amateurs um another thing I think also you just have to be a lot tougher I think in in the pro game you know when when you get in mm. deep um and you're in the clinches and the, obviously the smaller gloves as well you can throw punches from different angles and land them instead of when you're in the head guard and you've got the tens on 10 ounce gloves um, the certain punches right. that you, you can't get off, whereas in the in the pro game, it's all systems go. You know, you have to be you have to be really tough and crafty. But for me, it's the it's the longevity of it, um, the duration of the fight in the in the pro game, which which you, which you have to get used to, rather than in the amateurs. Sometimes right. you 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 go in with a game plan, you know, and round one, round two, round three, and the fight is over just like that. You know, it goes so quick, um. There's there's times where mm. where you you see you're watching an amateur fight and it really could go either way you know each round could be close but because it's only three rounds there's not there's mm-hmm. not enough time to really determine the winner sort of very con- convincingly right so it, it could go either way you know um, whereas in the pro game you've got a lot longer to 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 do your business basically. Mm. And I, I I think that that's a big factor. I think it's. It's kind of like the difference between you can have a guy or a team, rather, we'll say like an NBA team and maybe have like the Lakers versus the Hawks. And if that game only went one quarter, you know, the Lakers probably would not be able to separate themselves that much in 12 minutes. Yeah. But in 48 minutes, you know, you're able to see who the who the better team is. And that, that does play a huge factor in, in sport because you see you study like a Pernell Whitaker, <clears throat> a, uh, a Floyd and we see a lot of times where fighters, particularly like if you watch Floyd yeah, versus yeah. like Zab Judah, 
Yeah. Pretty pretty close fight. First five, six rounds. And then Floyd just separates himself, you know, throughout that just, you know, more time and just being able to show, being able to put, I would say, his craft, you know, probably uh and impact the the fight a little bit more to the point where he's able to eventually make the scorecard look as if the fight Definitely. wasn't close at all. <laughs> but it was a pretty close yeah, fight early on, you know. But yeah, but hey, though, man, I, I do appreciate uh, this. It's been a long time coming in terms of uh, uh, this interview. I hope to have you on here again when uh, definitely we have I'd a fight to. coming up. I'd love to. And I'll definitely be on the lookout. Uh, where, can ever, where can everyone yeah, find so, you on social um, media? On social media, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, um, LinkedIn as well. Um, just as Joe Maposa. Um, please give me a follow, guys. Mm. Please support my journey. And, and God willing, I get to the top of the game. Hundred percent, brother. I mean, you got you got my support, man. So, like I said, I hope to have you back on the show. And uh, I appreciate that. Brandon. Take care, brother. Thank you, man. Cheers. No problem.